Hey, this is the Matt Fulcheron. Welcome to the Full Charge Power Hour. Uh, this is part one of me and Louis Katz talking. And then part two um, will be on the Louis Katz podcast. That's his podcast. Uh, check that out for part two of this episode. Uh, Louis Katz podcast for part two. Are you getting this? Are you getting this concept yet? All right, thanks for listening. How are you feeling, hungover? No, not very hungover, just kind of tired. Especially since I had a big Louisiana meal. Yeah. And a, and a, and a brew. Yeah. And yeah. now I'm kind of drowsy. Well, that's perfect for a podcast. You know, you want low energy. Yeah, you don't want time. these fucking... <laughs> this is those podcasts where people showing off. Those physical podcasts. <laughs> people are jumping around and fucking screaming and shit. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Do we start? Yeah, I mean, whatever. Um, this is a dual episode. Yeah. Of the Full Charge Power Hour and Louis Katz podcast. Is that the name of it? Louis yeah. Katz podcast. It's a horrible name I came to realize. That's pretty good. No, it's like it's got a full, few problems. One, when people when like they're bringing me up and yeah. they want to say that I have that podcast, then they say my name before they say my name. Right, so like host right, of Louis right, Cat's right. podcast, Louis Cat. Like it's like too much. Yeah, my name. yeah. And then someone else pointed out, it's like no one knows who I am. So if they were to search, like it doesn't give any clues as to what the show is about. Yeah, but it is the only constant on the show. There's no other thing about the show. It's just my podcast. Yeah, but even if it was called something like The Big Easy with Louis Katz, then like that would be just as difficult to find, wouldn't it? I guess it's like you would be looking for. Well, that sounds like a New Orleans thing. So if it was like, if it was always New Orleans based, then it would be a great title. I say, even though you're only here for two months or whatever, <laughs> call it the Big Easy, because <laughs> everyone needs a theme. Everyone needs an angle. It's I do a, have neither a theme nor an angle. Yeah, but you don't have to deliver. <laughs> you know what I mean? I you just, just t- title it that, and then just say, yeah, the yeah. Big Easy, and it'd be like it's a it's a New Orleans based podcast. And then who, who the fuck not, who, who knows you're not here? Right? Like, they can't prove you're not in New Orleans from a podcast. That would be funny just to fake it like that, like at different locales. Like, this is a, um, this is a Haitian-themed podcast. Right. Just, it's all about Haiti, and I'm just doing this live from Haiti, and, right. but I'm not there at all. Or I could do all my podcasts live from Paris. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, we're chilling in Paris. I guess it's we a just, better idea than Haiti. But I guess just, if you're not actually there, why not... Go hog wild, man. We can be in Siberia right now. (laughs) You think New York's got a bad? (laughs) Oh, man. We both of us just, uh, or not just, because I've been here in New Orleans for a few weeks, but we missed that big-ass blizzard this week. I'm so glad. Yeah, and I got this this show. Let's tell the audience. I got this show uh, last minute. I was sitting there at the stand drinking a beer, and this kid who happened to see my, um, he was at my half-hour special taping for some reason. Okay. You were there too. I was also there. By yeah. the way. Uh, and he's like, hey, you want to do this New Orleans festival? And I go, yeah, sure, sure, sure. How long ago was this? This was last Thursday night. So a festival that's a week later. Yeah. So thir- so Friday morning I woke up with the gig. It's actually a longer story than that. They go, you want to <laughs> do it for free? And I go, no. <laughs> and then they were like, oh, here's X amount of money. I go, fine, I'll do it. And... Uh, that was Friday morning, and then the next Friday morning, I was on a Southwest flight, which I'm not so crazy about Southwest. You do? Why? You, I don't like the, um, 
the fact that I have to fight for a, a seat. Yeah, yeah. That well, scares me, man. Like, because there's a lot of there's a lot of shame to having a middle seat. I think <laughs> it's like you didn't you didn't do your homework. <laughs> you didn't you didn't try hard enough. It's not about the the lack of comfort. It's about people looking down on you. It's just for not having gotten your shit together and checked in at the right time. Middle seat has no rights, <laughs> and uh, I think everybody knows that. Well, no, some people say like. They have extra rights. Like, oh, because you have to suffer the middle seat. You get both armrests. Where it's like, I say, no, no. See, I'll give them the armrest, but they go for more than the armrest. A lot of these middle seaters. Fuck that. I don't. It just goes to show you they're rookies, anyways. That's what I mean. (laughs) Like they're all around rookies. These middle seaters. Uh, But I mean, what's what's crazy is the people that um. Well, I guess people now are jockeying for uh, overhead bin space. That's another thing to like get excited about, even if you have an assigned seat. Yeah. Well, hold on. What, what, Southwest, you get a better overhead? No, I'm saying like what I was going to say was that like even when there are assigned seats like on all the other airlines, people are still like pushing and trying to get on there quick where it's always like why you have an assigned seat. But I think the reason is for bin space. Yeah, that's just – actually, you know, everyone panics, but it's not that bad. You just hold on to your bag and then they check it for you somewhere else. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't understand that they will just check your bag for free. You know what I've been doing? I've been sneaking on like that, just not paying, and then they just like, oh, we ran out of room. Oh, we, what? He, yeah, he just yeah. just happened to run out of room? Well, it just happened. I needed to check this anyway. Yeah. Thank you. Please take it. I actually had to check a bag to New York because, you know, I'm living there for a couple months. Yeah, yeah. And it was traumatic for me. Because you're not used to well, <laughs> I hate checking bags. It's yeah. extra, and, and then, like, my my fucking bag was like seventy pounds. Oh yeah, I had to yeah. pay like one hundred and twenty five dollars. Oh yeah, dude, that happens to me. That's that that happens to me when I move coast to coast. Is I, yeah, I yeah. What are you gonna do? I don't want to be wearing the same shirt every every week. You know, I want to have my all my shirts. The only way to feel good about it is to compare it to what it would have cost to ship it out. Yeah, and then you feel way better. Oh, but the other way I don't. I never feel better is that all I know is all I need is a second fucking duffel bag, and this would have cost. 40 bucks instead of 120 fucking bucks. Mm-hmm. That's why I always feel stupid about it. Yeah. Also, the fact that, because I every year I go back and forth between New York and LA, or not every year, but per, I've done it a few times, and I make the same fucking mistake. Because I have this one giant duffel bag yeah. that can fit everything. I'm like, so I can fit everything. So why don't I just put everything? Oh, because right. they fucking charge me a ton of money every time. Right. And it's always like, the thing is about it is like, it's just like, I know I'm probably not going to eat all this stuff, but it is f- so fucking annoying when you. When you know you have the thing you need, and it's just in the wrong part of the country, like, you know what I mean? Like toenail clippers. <laughs> Even though that doesn't take up much space, you're like, I know I have that. Now I have to go out, and it's not the money. Now I have to go out and get that shit. P.S. I'm not gonna go out and get that shit. I'm gonna sit here with long fingernails, scrape my eyeballs out when I take my contacts out every night, like a fucking asshole. <laughs> For me, it's more of a cl- it's clothes. Like I have, like I just I left my suit. I know I'm gonna need a suit. Yeah. But I have it sitting there. I just don't have it now. So that's I a better example because yeah. that's actual money that you have to go pay and get. Yeah. The proper size and all that shit. Yeah. I mean, I'm just not gonna. You gotta go down to Burlington Coat Factory. <laughs> I'm gonna face sport- it like a man. Yeah. No, I'm gonna sport coat it. If I have a funeral, I'm gonna be looking very la- some loud colors at this funeral, and that's just how it's gonna go. So no one better die between now and fucking May. Because I don't have the right clothes to wear. I'm about to go to Canada without the right clothes to wear. How do you like that? You don't have a heavy jacket? I have that jacket you saw me in last night. Uh, I actually, and what? I have no boots. So You'll be fine without the boots. This. 
you really just need some like thick socks. Yeah. But I have this jacket actually that I've been meaning to give to a homeless person for months. <laughs> and uh, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. I'm serious. I'm just right here. I've been waiting to give this jacket to a homeless person because it's got. winter. It's a yeah. pretty thick jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could just take this, man. I mean, maybe. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I just haven't used it in a while. I don't know what's up with it, but See, look at that, man. That's how it all, all works out, folks. For those that don't know, Louis is well aware that. <laughs> Since this trip was last minute, I'm supposed to, I was supposed to fly out of New York on Monday, and uh, which means I was going to fly back from here on Sunday, get New to New York, and then yeah, and then fly back out from New York to Terrace, uh, British Columbia. Was it direct from there? Fuck no. no. <laughs> It's the same thing I'm doing now. Seattle to Vancouver to Terrace. So it was going to be a long day anyways. So it kind of worked out for the better. Well, but, the, what worked out was that you ended up, you ended up because of the storm, they canceled your flight back to New York. So you stayed here and now you're flying, not direct, but right. one, it's now it's a three leg trip instead of a four. <laughs> yeah. No, it's down from five. Jesus. Because I would have had to flown from here to Dallas. And then Dallas to New York. Oh, man. And then wake up and then go New York to Seattle, which is enough right there. Yeah. New York to Seattle. Very long flight. I, you know, I thought I'd get used to flying more. I'm getting less and less able to deal with it. Really? Like New York to L.A. kills, kills my ass. Really? What are these airplane seats made of? Like <laughs> tax? <laughs> my ass is killing me every time I'm fucking flying. I don't know. It could be some some like getting old shit, man. I, yeah. I'm telling you, dude, I took a I took a nap in the car yesterday, riding back from a gig. Yeah. And I leaned the seat back. When I got up, I'm like, I think I fucked up my back from sleep. You know that yeah. class thing, like you hurt yourself sleeping. But yeah, I hurt myself fucking sleeping. It sucks. Yeah. It's garbage. What's this guy's name? Uh, J.P. Connolly. He's a comic, lives in California. Uh-huh. He broke his leg just standing up in his kitchen. What? You want to talk about like old shit? I mean, did like, he, he fall? He was just standing up. No, he's just standing up and the bone was like, I can't take this anymore. Crack. He's not healthy. I don't know. He needs to eat more dairy. I don't know. He needs more alligator gumbo. <laughs> <laughs> what constitutes gumbo? It's um, a stew, right? I think it's a stew. But isn't it supposed to be like kind of gummy? No. Or is that just in the no, name? No, that's just in your head. I guess today's the first day I had gumbo. Wow. It can't be, but if, no, I can't think possible. of another time. And, and what's jambalaya? Is that anything to do with it? That's some other shit. Man, I don't know the difference between all the foods here. You know, I've been here for a while. <laughs> You've been here for, what, three weeks? And I'm yeah. like, so Louie, I mean, tell me everything about New Orleans. There's Ramalad and jambalayas and fucking all these different things. I don't know what. I don't even know how to say any of the words here, right? All the streets have crazy names. Yeah, you can't pronounce the streets properly. Yeah. I can't. I was talking to my Uber driver, and I was trying to, and he's just like, oh, you mean. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my Uber driver, by the way, to the gig on Friday night was like, uh, was like you're very racist. <laughs> Really? <laughs> Jesus. Well, he just, he wasn't, I'm throwing race into it. So I guess I'm the racist. But he goes, man, Katrina did us a lot of favors. I think that's pretty racist. I'm going to say that's racist. <laughs> <It's> racist. <laughs> I just thought, oh my God. It's like, you know, I'm a comic, so I'm used to hearing ill shit all the time. So it doesn't phase me. But it's like, dude, what if I was just like some, he knew I wasn't from, from town. 
Well, it's also like, what, what is it that, that makes someone go, all right, I'm going to say something really fucked up right now to a stranger? Exactly. Why not? Why not? Even if you are racist, please have the tact to keep it to yourself while you're working. Right. While you're working. So strangers don't have to listen to your racism. Right. You know, fucking. And like, I let out this huge laugh, not because I really thought it was that funny, just because I was like, I can't believe you just said that. Yeah. 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 Shocking. So, but he didn't take it that way. He took it as, all right, this is one of my guys. Oh, no, then he kept going or what? No, nah, he didn't keep going. But at the same time, what are you going to do? Like, like, like fight to change this? This guy's like 50, 55 years old. I always what am I going to do? I don't know. I really don't know what it... Uh, I battle that over the time because I'm non-confrontational. I just don't like to fuck with people. I don't know what the point of me telling a stranger that they're wrong is. Yeah. Know, what kind of difference. I'm trying to be better about it because it's like... Man, if people... I think that happens enough to people. They're like... Oh, maybe I should stop doing that because right. it's like because the reason so, I don't want to do it is because it feels uncomfortable because it yeah. will also be uncomfortable for them. Right? People hate being uncomfortable, yeah. so they're like, "Man, maybe I should keep the racist shit to myself." Did you give them a bad uh, rating? No. All right. See, that's your, your that's your fault because that's the very passive aggressive. Oh, you're totally well, done. Like two stars, kind of racist, right? Three stars, kind of racist. I, I give everybody five stars without thinking about it. Yeah. And I honestly is is like fucked up as that that he said I, I didn't I, I just hear so much ill shit on the internet yeah from comics that it yeah. didn't phase me at all and I always give people five stars on Uber just because that is their livelihood and stuff yeah that's true racists need to eat too but what but what were you saying you saying I should give him a bad rating or is that well, passive aggressive you think I'm saying that's like I'm saying my problem is the confrontational thing and I'm saying like it's also like one thing to just be like arguing with a person it's another thing to be like yes this is your living so why don't you shut up with that fucking racist shit <laughs> right. save it till you get home until you go on the internet or whatever right. save it for your youtube comments and as and far as a uber passenger anyways i don't need you to talk at all yeah i don't need it i don't need any any of it yeah but i guess some people it's like all right this is my platform i got somebody captive <laughs> captive well i think it's like, also down here i think like a lot of other pla- like in new york they're very like you don't engage them, they don't engage you, and that's that. Right, you know? right, right. Oh, what's right. weirder is, though, have you been doing any of the shared lifts, shared Never rides? Never done that. I'm a little scared of it. It sucks, man. Yeah. You're in a car with strangers. Especially, so, like... A lot of them want to talk, right? Well, I did it once with my... It was me and my girlfriend and then another couple. So that was, like, weird. Right. Like, they gave, got in first, so they got to sit together. I'm a shotgun. She's behind me. I'm just like texting, talking shit to my girlfriend about this couple. Like, what the fuck is with these people? Are they just a first date? Did they just meet? Like, what yeah. happened? So that was kind of interesting, but also kind of awkward. And then another time, it was just like, I was in the car, or I got in the car, and it was like a girl in the car. And, you know, you just can't, like, there's no way to be, like, friendly but not creepy. Like, I can't. It's just yeah. impossible as a, unless I was better looking. I guess it would be the other way I could do it, you know? But I just can't be, like, trying to, like, I'm, like, I'm, in my head, I'm like, I am going to put this lady at ease. And not weird her out that she's in a car with a strange dude. Right. And then it's like, oh, I am weirding her out that she's in a car with a strange dude. Because you're not talking. But no, by trying to put her at ease. Right. The way I was talking was like, she's like, you know, because like, I'm like, I'm just being friendly, but it's, you know, friendly and flirty is a fine line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very fine line. Yeah, I never, I know, I know people that uh, that do that and they're like cool with it. But like, like, like my brother's girlfriend. Uh Uh-huh. She she Uber pulls all the time, cause she can, she's outgoing and she can do it. This other girl I know, she she does it just for like she's all about the 
community yeah. and saving money and stuff. <laughs> I'm just like, I, I can't deal with it. I have a hard enough time dealing with the Uber driver most of the time if they want to talk to me. <laughs> Sometimes, well, it's funny. Like, if I've had a couple drinks, like, uh, th- I, they say I have, Uber drivers have told me I have an incredibly high rating. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they tell me that. Really? They're like, dude, they go, dude, you got like a five-star rating. And I'm like, you can rate us? <laughs> and they're like, yeah. And because... like, I don't know a, what my rating is. A lot of times I get picked up after I've had a couple, and I, I'm pretty, like... I'm, I'm not too talkative, but I'll throw out some zingers, and, <laughs> and, and, and I'll, I'll, like, talk... That's when I'm, like, more relaxed, and I can, I can talk to them. If I'm just sitting in L.A. traffic... Yeah. Well, you know what? Actually... During the day... Because my car just got demolished, and I didn't even bother buying a new one before I went what? to... The my new Chrysler car? 300 got, got hit and run. No way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, like it was just parked? It was parked, and it got slammed into. Oh, uh, that sucks. It got, it got destroyed. Wow. Yeah, and no okay. one saw it? No one knows? No, I mean, it's all, it's all Jesus, history. Jesus, dude, I didn't know that. That fucking sucks. Yeah, I got a settlement. Everything's fine. Oh, you did? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I got, I got all this coverage. Oh, okay. So are you gonna are you gonna fix the car or buy a new car? There's no fixing the, the car. Are you gonna keep the money? Or are you gonna buy a new car? I've got the money, and I've got to buy a new car if I go back to L.A. Wasn't it also? I mean, uh, and I could take this out if you want me to, but you got a deal on the car, so you might have just come up a little bit, right? I don't like to brag about this. <laughs> I could cut it out. But uh, let's just say uh, I made more money off the car than I paid up for the car. That's all right. <laughs> That's good. I don't know why. So I, 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 I would love to brag about. It. If I was you, I would brag about that. That is the, exactly the kind of thing I love. Well, to you brag know, about. I only had the car for like eight months or something, mm-hmm. six, seven, eight months, and so I invested, I don't know, a hundred dollars a month in insurance and God knows what else, just new tires and shit. Uh, it's a come up. It, it's a come up, it's a blessing. but it's not a fun come up because it's like a lot of paperwork to just come up. Yeah, and like, and here's here's what sucks about the Chrysler 300 dying is, uh-huh. uh, yeah, I got paid plenty of money for it, uh-huh. but I'm never gonna buy another Chrysler 300 because to yeah. me it's a waste of money. Yeah, yeah, that does suck. You're gonna get a worse you know, car. You're gonna get a, you're worse, gonna get a car. worse car and save some money. But yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. You could justify having the car before because you got such a deal. There was a lot of fun. Yeah. In yeah. the car, in the car before because like. I thought it was kind of like an idiotic car. It was an obnoxious car, I thought. I Definitely not something I would have bought. It's not that obnoxious. Eh, for me, it's obnoxious just because I would never in a million years. I didn't even know what a Chrysler 300, 300 oh, really? was. And now I see them all the time. Yeah. Um, but like, it's got like a special place in my heart now. Now I feel like that is <laughs> the type of car I should be driving. <laughs> What are you? Do you have you put any thought to what you're gonna look for? No, I haven't at all. I don't even. I still don't even want to think about it. No, it's a weird thing because like it, it's gonna be a step down, and it's just it kind of, it kind of breaks my heart. Cars a step down, but the money in your pocket's a step up. I mean, no, come on. hey, trust come me, on. I know. Yeah, I know. It's a weird thing that's I like a weird habit I've gotten since I got older. I will sometimes late at night for fun look into buying things. I am not in the market to buy nor. <laughs> Can I even come close to afford to buy? I will just don't feel bad. I know people that do that all the time, and I'm talking about like people with nine to five jobs, really, and everything. Yeah, they're like I was thinking. They like my friend uh, Dave has a good job. His wife has a good job, uh-huh. and he still fantasizes about what he would buy if he won the lottery. Yeah, like he just I would get this. He's told me before. I would. This is what I would do. I get this. I get that. I wow, get I've this. got it all lined up. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah. 
that's actually my that's part of the, like I always say it's like uh like those writing packets whenever I submit for a writing job it's like playing the lottery because the best part is I mean half the time I'm writing it and half the time I'm like oh if I get this job well then I'm gonna have this amount of money and then I'll be able to do that and I'll probably move there and I'll I'll take a trip here and I'll I'll tell these people like look I'd love to work for you but I got this other thing you know I'm I'm doing the whole thing I'm living a life <laughs> yeah I'm in a guild I'm doing things you know and, and and then you're like all right five more examples of this kind of yeah. sketch <laughs> yeah <laughs> you've only come up with two. <laughs> <laughs> It's always how I go to sleep at night, just thinking about what I'm going to do with the, all the money. No, that is. like I, I get my hopes up like crazy whenever I'm submitting to a show. And I even look at it and I go, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. There's no way they're not going to use this. Yeah. This is the shit. Yeah. Uh, but, but there's so many people going after that shit. Uh, you, though, you've, you've had a couple writing jobs. Uh, how, how about this? How about what? 2006, maybe 2007, uh-huh. I go into the e-entertainment um, building in, in, in California, in Los Angeles, in Hollywood. Because I'm, I'm going out for the role of uh, Chelsea Handler's announcer. Oh, it was wow. when the Chelsea Handler wow. show was not even on the air yet. Oh, shit. And uh, I'll never forget it did because... Did she know you? Did she get you in there or you just happened to get no, in? No, I think my manager got me in there, but I had worked with her before and I did know her. Um, and uh, it was funny because they had me do the announcements. They're like, tonight... Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, oh, Danny awesome. DeVito. You know, they had me do like a, you auditioned, I auditioned. Wow. And they go, all right, that's great, Matt. Now, now say it like you want people to watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a big like epiphany because you know, I was like, wow, did I really do it that bad? Is that what I sound like all the time? But the reason I bring it up is because uh, you, were in the, you were in there, you had a writing job then, didn't you? No, if you saw me, you saw me in there that day. You were in there, and you were like, "Yeah, I'm working on this thing." You had like a professional, some kind of professional oh, job. Oh, that's one of these like half-ass crazy. I had a job. <laughs> it's because it was when it was E shared the building with G4, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And so what I was doing was I was writing on the. They had the video, the E three or the big video game expo. They were gonna go live from the expo, right? So I was a writer on that live thing. It was right. awesome, dude. It was like. All this work leading up to it, all this like they was like you have to write this, you have to write this. Like writing all this like not even funny stuff, just copy. Like coming up next, and here's like just <laughs> writing all that shit, dude. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this fucking sucks. And then the day of it, man, the day of the show, the live, the live broadcast, it's like they were like, we're gonna need you, and you're gonna have to write things like it's like the script's all done. People are making up what they're saying anyway. They have like one big thing. It was like to cover live, like some big release. It was like either a new Xbox or a new Halo game or something like that. The feed fucks up technically. So people are fucking sh- Everyone's fucking super pissed. I don't give a shit. It's me and another dude. We just take a break. Uh, what we do is basically what we did was when it was like down by the Santa Monica Pier. We switch off. I would just go play all the new video games. Uh-huh. I'd eat free food. I walked down to the roller coaster. I rode the roller coaster. I came back. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is a great job, you know? Well, everyone was still panicking. You did all They're that all stuff. panicking. Like, we don't, I didn't give a <laughs> shit, man. You went to ride the Rebel Yell. Yeah, man. Or whatever. I love that. I love that roller coaster. That's so funny. I really like that roller coaster, to be honest. Like, Which roller coaster is it again? Just at the end of Santa Monica Pier, just because it's oh, like... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because you're on it, you're like I've seeing the whole ocean, that. man. It's really cool. I've never done that. It's a I've shitty roller there. coaster, but it's, it's just but a you're beautiful on a pier. view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... But you've written on, um, I don't know if you talk about this on your podcast before, but my podcast, peeps don't know, you've written on, what was it, Unbiased? 
Totally, totally biased. Totally biased. The opposite of that. Yeah, I mean, that was that's my official one. I've done some ghost writing, and I've done some like little things here and there, like side things. But the only time when I was really on staff was at Totally Biased. And that was that you guys filmed that in New York, right? Yeah, but it's like, dude, you know, you always hear the things like once you get a writing job, it's like you just get one job, then you just get a ton of jobs. I'm like, nope, <laughs> nope. No, I think that's the case with with like with everything we do, acting, and not that I do much acting, but but what? writing. Stand up, even it's like okay, I'm up and running now. And then it's just no. But you, you know, you work in freelance, so yeah. you go in and out of style, whatever. You go in and out of like uh, luck or whatever. Uh, heat, heat or luck, who knows? Yeah, yeah. It's just you know that's that's just the reality of the business. But uh, like I, I've never actually we talk about this stuff all the time, but I've never actually asked you. Do you did you like working on that show? Was it fun? I didn't. I, did, I really didn't like it at the time. Uh-huh. It was very tough. Like first of all, it was just like, I mean, I hadn't had a job in so long. You know? What yeah, I mean? it's weird to have a job, huh? Yeah. And I felt like I felt like literally like uh, like they were trying to like uh, <laughs> this is a stupid, but this is the metaphor I use. But like they're trying to tame a wild Stanley, and like they're trying to they're trying to put a saddle on me and ride me. I'm like, no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, you know, I can't be controlled. Right. Yeah. I can't be stopped. And then it was also the thing was was um, they used actually ended up using very little of all the writers' material. So it was very frustrating. Whose material did they use? Man, it, at the end it was just like, like really like Kamau and the head writer would almost write the whole show just yeah. themselves. Like he right. didn't really take to any of our material. And the other thing was like, man, we'd have these pitch meetings at the start of the day. Which were like every it, day. It, yeah, and it wasn't a, until they gave up on even using any of our stuff. <laughs> Uh, and, and it was just like, you pitch, it was not a warm room. You yeah. Basically, basically it's like, how would you like to start a 10 hour day by bombing? <laughs> you know, I'd like it very much. <laughs> yeah. Can I have some coffee please? <laughs> so that would suck. And dude, it's also like, like, you know, it's like everyone like, you know, New York. So you're coming with new, like new ideas, new jokes in a way. Yeah. And for those who don't know, it takes comedian like weeks to months to get a joke up and running and funny. Yeah. So to like pitch something at 10 in the morning or whatever. Yeah. Nine in the morning. Yeah. With, with, that you're not sure of. Yeah. That you definitely wouldn't be pitching if they weren't making you. Yeah. <laughs> if they weren't asking you. And it's just, it's like, it's, but also these are like ideas for things. So all the jokes don't have to be there, but it's just like, I mean, it just feels very weird for a comedian to say any kind of thing that you thought would be funny and then have it just like, yeah, just nothing. It's just like that's not. I'm not used to that. You also feeling. don't have the best audience, right? Because it's the other writers. That's why. Well, usually a room will they'll it'll be warm and they'll try and tag on to things. Be like, oh, that's great, or oh, this is great. And there it was like sometimes it'd be like that, and sometimes it'd be like it's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking sigh, you know. So and then and you know the other thing is that like living in New York, like you know we don't with the hours we keep. We don't have to deal with that rat race shit, man. Dude, have you ever been on the subway at like 9 or 8.30? Yes, I've been there. Like recently, I did an early show up in, in um, Times Square, and uh, I got on the subway at like 6, 6.30, and oh, it was disgusting. It's horrible, right? I can't imagine doing New York City, like you say, with with a job and having to keep everyone scheduled because yeah. just the amount of space you don't have. Yeah. Is is really tough to deal with, I think. I mean, sitting on those packed trains is like fucking horrible. And then also, I mean, it's just like, and it's like also also if it's a winter, so it's like, it's freezing, but you got all this coats on, so now you're in there packed on the train with a bunch of people. Now you're sweating. Then you got to go back out to freezing. I mean, it just fucking sucks. It is rough, man. I mean, that's I actually have a whole concept with this. I should run. I, I don't know if this is a presidential thing to do or something. Mayor like, or something. Some maybe governor, comptroller, something. Something treasurer. Yes. 
the concept is, I don't know if I've talked about it on here before, so I'm sorry if I have, but it's just, um, there needs to be two shifts in a day. You have yeah. to have nine to five and 12 to eight. Okay. And single people should work 12 to eight. Okay. Because why the fuck not? Right, 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 You know what right, I mean? Right, like, right, just right. get me in there at 12. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I would love to work 12 to eight. That's brilliant. And then, and then it cuts traffic in half. You know, it's like, it's like, it's like, um, so year-round school. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you know, you cut, everything's cut in half. Right. So, I mean, the only thing about that is it's fucking up like some of the great parts about our lives. Like, I don't know if you like, man, a, a secret to being like, if you want to go to any fancy restaurant that you can't get into, even not, yeah. not even a fancy restaurant, just a very popular restaurant doesn't have to be fancy. Right. You know, one of those where you could wait in a line forever. Go to lunch on a weekday at three fucking thirty. You're in. Yeah, no one's there. They're happy to see you. Yeah, totally, dude. <laughs> I mean, this is places like like because I used to I used to write in a little Tokyo in L.A. and there's like that ramen place, that one ramen place that's like everyone's favorite ramen spot. Yeah, and it, like takes for it takes like over an hour to get a seat there at any other time of day. Right. Literally, I would just walk right in there. Sit down, yeah. eat ramen by myself. That's a little sad, but whatever. Tastes good. <laughs> whatever. I mean, Tastes good. Yeah, it ain't that sad. Is it sadder to eat by yourself, or is it sadder to eat with someone in silence that you have nothing left to say that, to? Dude, I I tweeted that once. That's yeah, a, yeah, that you yeah, just yeah. quoted a direct yeah, a, yeah, a tweet yeah. of mine. I mean, I don't know if you did it on purpose, but I'm no, saying like, no, no, no. like it's like, yeah, no, it's sadder to like because I've I've been eating by myself in silence and then looked at a couple. Eating in silence. I'm like, ugh. And they're just going for anything they can think of. Like, like, like every four minutes, the girl will go, "Hey, um, we should really buy tickets to to Jeff's wedding." See, that would it wasn't even that, dude. It was the awkward like, "There's something wrong. Right. We have beef right now, and we right. cannot talk." But we still have to go out. Yes, we're we're still. We're, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, the classic move is like you start a fight at the beginning of an evening, or like right when you sit down at a dinner. Like yeah. now you got an hour of. Especially if you put the order in, you're fucked. That's so you funny, got, dude. You just got an hour of sitting there, spending all this money, right. eating food you're not enjoying. Yeah, no, I used to go through stuff. like I used to, get, I used to be in like turbulent relationships, man. Mm-hmm. Like I remember going to a party one time at a bar. It was like a birthday party at a bar. Uh-huh. And just like getting in a huge fight with my girlfriend right before the party. Ugh. And then so, the, so then you don't get to like really resolve the fight. So it's just like that fight's just lingering for like five fucking hours. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. You know what? You know what I think is I think that's maybe it's another thing. We were talking about how great Uber is. Like Uber is kind of like a great because now you're not abandoning someone. Like they can just leave. Like you can leave, they can leave, anyone can leave. You know. That's what I was thinking last night. I was like, I was like, like sometimes I'd be, uh, you know, in the past I'd be scared, like, like not scared, but maybe a little nervous about like going and doing what we did last night. Last night we did a, uh, we went to a parade. Yeah, uh, went to a parade a in New Orleans. What was it called? Do you know, you remember what it was Crew called? Crew de Vue was the name of the parade. Yeah, and we saw. So we went. We walked all around the streets. Went to all these. Then after that, we went to like we took an Uber to a bar, and we were just going right. out. And like you know, you just got here. I barely know the city. I've been here for two yeah, weeks. Yeah, you yeah. definitely don't know the city. No, no, but, no. But but I can just look. At, if I get too drunk or if I just get too tired, I could just like. Press my phone a couple times, yeah. and somebody will come get me and say something racist, and then I'll be home. <laughs> <laughs> but it what? is like it, it's it's totally free. Like there's no there's no risk to an evening anymore. You can just yeah. you don't have to worry about if you can hack it. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. not. You don't have to depend on your friend to drive you home. You just don't have to depend on that. Uh oh. Let me hold on. Let me make. Let me. <laughs> Two one. And we're back. <laughs> Um, I wanted to ask you though, uh, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you want to talk about this or not. Didn't you say like Chris, Chris Rock, like bitched you guys all out one time? Oh yeah. Or do you not want I to could, talk about that? I could talk about that. 
sure. Because yeah. that's some surreal shit. It was it was awesome. I mean, it was like <laughs> I uh, I don't. I, I don't. I won't. I won't talk about the issue was because I feel okay. like that's like a little bit sure. Uh, you know, inside. But it's just like so. Chris Rock was the producer on on Totally Biased, and we did something that like that network was not happy with one time, and he just came in, and it's like, oh, <laughs> and he just came in and started just like railing on us, just railing on us, <laughs> and it was and it's funny because we so we're on we wrote in one place and then shot the show across the street. Yeah. So we brought our laptop. So I have a backpack. So I'm standing there with my backpack on, like it was just like a school flashback. Like I'm like, I'm standing there with my backpack. I know it's serious. I'm doing that thing where like, you know, you, you catch eyes with your friend and you start smiling or laughing. You know yeah, what I mean? When yeah, you used to yeah, get in yeah. trouble, like I'm yeah, holding yeah. my backpack, I'm in trouble, but it's Chris Rock who I'm in trouble with. Right. And he's just yelling at everybody. And you're a fan of Chris Rock probably. You love his delivery. <laughs> to me, it's like because first of all, it wasn't. I didn't do it directly, so I didn't feel that responsible. Yeah. And uh, and and also, yeah, I'm just like in my head, I'm just like, this is awesome. I'm being yelled at by Chris Rock. It's right. like you can't really punish me, right? I'm There's no, two types of writers. Yeah. <laughs> the ones that write and the ones that don't. The ones that don't have got to go. <laughs> it was awesome. And then at the end, like some like one of the. <laughs> This is, I mean, maybe this is uh, whatever. It was really funny. Yeah. The, my favorite part was like at the whole, at the end of the whole thing, <laughs> one of the producer ladies is like kind of tearing up and he looks over there, over, he goes like, oh, where? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was so funny. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> That's great, dude. Yeah. I thought it was so fucking funny. Oh um, yeah. It was just cool. I mean, just being in proximity that, to that dude. I got to interview surreal. him once and it never aired. But uh, I still have the footage. I'm not very good in it, but it's like just me sitting there asking Chris Rock questions. For the TV show? Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, it was great. And I got to ask him like uh, stuff about music and stuff because I know he likes music a lot. Mm. I asked him about like the Chili Peppers. Yeah, he's down with the Chili Peppers. He loves the he Chili like, Peppers. He directs their videos Yeah, and stuff. it's his favorite... Uh, uh, yeah, just... Because yeah. <laughs> so, I, I think he introduced him to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And he talks about how he went to see the Chili Peppers on accident one night. Huh. He, he went to see... I don't know what he was trying to go see, but he ended up at a venue. This is in the 80s before the Chili Peppers were big. Oh, no way. And he saw them by accident and he like fell in love with them just because of their show and their. And they play like funk music and. Yeah, like, yeah. Like they were really into like, um, I don't know, 70s funk in a way that. That R and B wasn't into it anymore. Oh yeah. So that was kind of like he just he just lost his mind when well, he saw it. In a way, R and B wasn't, but it was. They were into all the stuff that was being sampled, like all that George Clinton right, stuff. Right, right, right. George right, Clinton right. actually produced their second album. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so you know, what I mean, like that's like it's that kind of tie-in where it's like everyone in L.A. that grew up in that time, it's like Dr. Dre's there, and you know, the Chili Peppers are there, but they're both. It's all and Ice Cube. It's all that Parliament sound. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Everyone's yeah, got yeah. that in their head. But uh, yeah, I know he like loved that band, so I asked him about that. I asked him, uh, oh, and because I, I really want to ask him, because I actually have his theory about the Chili Peppers and all kinds of um, bands like that. So I wanted to ask him this question. I'm so glad I got to ask him this. Was that I, I, I love the Chili Peppers too. I know they get a lot of hate these days, but I, yeah. I still like them a lot. I and, still uh, like a lot of their stuff. Yeah, and I just like I just think I'm always amazed by bands that can. I think the, and the best artists go through these phases, and they evolve, but they don't change. So they kind of like they really switch up their style and they stay themselves, but in a whole new kind of way. Kind of like yeah. the Beatles did that. Um, Beastie Boys did it. Beastie Boys totally did that. Yes, yeah. you know, I mean, Louis C.K. did that. But I think, uh, well, mostly an example of that is usually it's in music that people are able to do that. Um, but and C.K. is an, an example of it. But I think the the weird thing about comedy is 
because you're you're not trying to evolve. You're trying to get like closer and closer. Like once you find a voice, you're you find not a voice, but your voice. You're kind of supposed to latch onto that, and now then you just run with it. So it's like one thing. And so your scope almost gets smaller in a way. Yes, exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't. Yes, and it doesn't make sense to change because you finally found the thing that you were trying to be. Right. So I'm trying to see is that possible as a comedian? And he said he said. He says he thinks so. I mean, he would just say, I don't know if he got exactly what I was saying, but he was like, you know, I still feel and hope that I'm trying. I'm trying to get better every all the time as a comedian. That's what Rock saying was. So that was pretty cool to hear. Right. I mean, it's not exactly the same thing as what I was saying. Like, right. There's, there's it's like few- Chris, will you put out an album with Dave Navarro on it? That's the fucking. <laughs> that's the fucking question. Can you change that much? <laughs> oh man, f- fucking. I'm. That was a, that was a mistake though. I, I hate. I'm not a Dave Navarro. I'm just man. That dude is just like. I, I've listened to it recently. It's not that bad, and it's not that different, but it's, it's off. It's just like off. Well, Dave Something Navarro's off just, about it. Well, f- first of all, what's his name is like is just a great guitarist. I love John Frusciante is yeah. the shit. Yes, he's the man. Like, and I and again, like, I, I, Chili Peppers isn't my favorite band, uh-huh. but John Frusciante is like my favorite guitar player. Yeah. And when I heard he left the uh, Peppers, he, yeah. I was like, damn, man. Yeah. I really liked him. In that band, I know he does his own stuff, but I liked him in that band because he was like this crazy gun for hire. Yeah. Whereas like on his own solo stuff, which I do like to listen to, it's like he can do whatever he wants. But there's something amazing about being artistic and having to live under certain rules. Oh, that's interesting. Does that make any sense? Yeah. He's so focused. he can work, he can do whatever he wants, but he has to do whatever he wants within the box. Well, dude, that'll always, I mean, like, I haven't listened to solo stuff, so I can't speak on it, but especially with like a guitarist or just anything like that, I mean, it's just like... Uh, sometimes you know you, you think and also this is true with any band or anything it's like you think it's like oh well, they could just get another drummer well sometimes you just you can't i mean right. sometimes it really is that formula of those people in yeah. a weird way you know absolutely and it just doesn't it's just not the same when some something someone's gone from it even if it's something that you think is like a minor player no it's kind right. of a major player you know i don't think like nirvana would have been as big as good as those songs are without dave Grohl. like That's i don't know point. if they would have had the same appeal to be honest with you huh. That's interesting. Yeah, he does have a very because like, those songs would still be just as good. Yeah, but now it's just like, fucking yeah, killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was like, he was a guy that was like almost too good, too skilled for the job. He used to play for a hardcore bands, oh. and so he used to go like a million miles an hour. Oh, crazy! And now he just slowed down and he could hit that drum so fucking hard. Dude. I never thought about that. It's crazy a, how like how he ended up being like the biggest <laughs> dude. It's kind of like how I came to the New Orleans Festival. <laughs> They're like, "Hey, Dave, what are you doing next week?" <laughs> You want to be in the biggest fucking band of all time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, lo- I do love Frusciante, and I do, th- I don't, I mean, um, and I'm a Navarro hater, but I just, that, ev- you know, the, the Navarro CK- needs Perry Farrell on his ass, but I'll tell you what else. Man, even that, I've se- I, have you seen, the, like, their new stuff I, is no good, Jane's Addiction, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know if I just saw them, like, at a festival appearance where they just didn't care, because that's where I saw them at a festival, but it's like, I mean, Literally, he would do the same solo, which is his most famous solo on every song. The solo from Ben Cot Ceiling. Yeah. They would go, he would do that on every song. I'm like, really? You're just going to stand up there, look pretty with your nipples pierced, every fucking time. It's also easy to dislike him, too, because he does so much garbage 
on MTV. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. like stuff where he's not holding a guitar. Yeah. Him and he does too much shit where he's not holding a guitar. Him and Fitzsimmons had beef for a while, you know. Did that? they really? Yeah. That's him great. And, him and the comedian Greg Fitzsimmons had beef. I think it was because of something at like the Porn Awards or something like that. You know. Right. 